This is episode number 252 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're a DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner Show. We're so glad that you could join us for another episode uh, live here in the studios. How you doing, Kev? Uh, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. Were you a little too loud over there? Yeah, I don't know uh, what was going on. We were clipping a little bit. Sorry about that. It's been a while since we've been in the studio, <laughs> to be honest. We had so, to recalibrate. Yeah, we're trying to, you know, got to get our ducks in a row and all the things. Yeah. All the things. So, how are you doing? Doing good, man. Yeah. So, I, I got a, I got a question for you. Okay. So, how, how was your trip to Dallas? Uh, the trip was good. Yeah? Yeah, the trip was great. How was that game? The, the, I mean, the game was the game. The game was the game? Yeah, it was game. Like, What was the score of that game? It wasn't in favor of the Rangers. <laughs> they, but so they, okay. they they fell to the who? Well, they didn't they fell to the Astros. It okay. happened. And then and then again today, right? Yeah, well they they dropped 3 of 4 and are still up 3. Yeah, I, I want you to just remember so. this moment the next time you decide to cross me about microwaves. <laughs> hey, I didn't I didn't This cross this is you. The, this is the juju that you bring on yourself. <laughs> Look, I didn't cross you oh, in anything. No, no, I, All watched, I did was I, I, I asked, watched the episode. I I just asked I, no, no, a no. Simple you question. led her down the primrose path no, no, and no, then you decided to bring up an argument about sinks? Yeah, which you've never won. Oh, I did. other than other than just bringing in a patsy. No, no, no. It's not a patsy. See, what happened is I brought who? in someone who actually works with appliances. No, she answers the phones. She, but she knows she's things. never fixed a thing in her but life. She's never. Well, that that's uh, that's an awful big assumption. <laughs> <laughs> she may have. Yeah, but I do know this. Uh huh. She's never referred someone who called about an appliance fix to her technicians. Right. Yeah. But let me ask you this. Okay. A water heater. Yep. An appliance? No. No? No. Really? Yeah. Why? What is it? Well, I think it's, uh, well, I don't know what it would be, actually, but it's not an appliance. You're not going to buy it in an appliance store. You absolutely so. buy it in an appliance store. Okay. You do. Okay. They're sold in appliance stores across the country. Okay. Then what's your point? Do they fix them? I don't know. They don't. Okay. So they, they are they not appliances? I don't know. Yeah. So so why do you get into arguments in which you have <laughs> no ammunition in the gun? Well, the ammunition is all over the place with uh, no. Sinks. It's not. It's not. Yeah. No, because we we've been through this a hundred times. Uh, What's the definition of an appliance? It's well, it's got to be plugged in. No, that's not or the definition. It's got to have an energy source. That's not the definition. What is it? Huh? Look it up. Okay, let's do it right now. Yeah. Okay. Look what do up. you think the definition is? We've been through this. Okay. Because the definition is in my favor. Okay. I'm looking it up right now. And a then device you, and then, or piece of equipment designed to perform a specific task, typically a domestic one. Yep. That's the definition. And the action or process of bringing something into operation. Yep. Okay. Nowhere in That's there the does British it, description. Nowhere <laughs> in there does it say plugged in. Ever. Yeah, but it's. I think it's universally and you, known. And you know why? Why? Be, because... It used to be that washing machines uh-huh. were hand cranked. Sure, they're still an appliance. Okay. I I don't see the argument. What What do you mean? What's I don't, I don't what, see the. Does argument. a sink perform a function? Well, of course it does. Okay, what's the definition? Uh, of you, what? ju- you just read it. A performing a function? Yeah. 
So there's a lot of things that perform a function then. No, there's but a lot for, of things that's for an domestic tasks. Okay, there's a lot of things that would like probably like what? Uh, like what a, other like what a other vacuum. things are in the home, Kevin? Like a vacuum. A vacuum? Yeah, yeah. Is that an appliance? Well, by your definition, it is because you plug it in, and it performs a task. Yeah. So by your definition, it's an appliance. Okay. Is it an appliance? I don't think so. No. Do you? So there are things that you can plug in that perform a domestic task that aren't an appliance. Sure. Okay. Obviously. So your definition sucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. And this is why the Rangers lost. But yeah, right. <laughs> so here's the real question. Uh huh. What function? Because I get. I'm. I'm just curious. Uh-huh. What function does the sink perform? Oh, it, it performs an amazing function, which is. And for years and years, it performed an amazing function until there was another device brought into the scene. It's called okay. washing dishes. No, no, no. I think the person... I understand that your genteel hands no, no, may no. never have touched Donnie. Oh, <laughs> oh no. They have plenty of times. <laughs> not, not today, but they have uh, plenty of times. But I think the person actually washing the dishes is a person, not a... Are they baby. the appliance? Uh, maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> By your definition, it's a domestic thing that performs a task. No. I yeah. read... You read the definition right there. Yeah, it's a... It's a, it's a, it's a device. It didn't say device. I don't think so. I'm going back to the definition. Uh-huh. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. I don't think that that a sink does wash dishes. It allows you to wash dishes. Okay. It also allows water to come in the home. That is true. It does allow water. It does say a device or a piece of equipment. Uh-huh. So it can't be a human. I'm pretty good at this, by the way. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not horrible myself, but right, right now, no, here's the thing. If we take a poll, it does, polls don't matter. They do. No, a little bit. Con- consistent consensus isn't fact. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say that it is either. I agree with that. However, I will say that a sink doesn't wash anything. Uh-huh. Well, and a vacuum doesn't necessarily push itself either. But, like, what's the point? Well, some of them do. A Kirby does. Some of them do. <laughs> I, that's why I said some vacuums don't push themselves. Sure. Again, I'm good at this. But I still think that... So sink, if it doesn't push itself, sink, does it no longer... Does it cease to be a vacuum? Well, of course not. Okay. But that being said... Mm-hmm. So function matters. What well, does. So what it does is it brings water into the house. Right. Which is a task mm-hmm. performed by a device... Uh-huh. In the home, which, according to the definition of the word, mm-hmm. is an appliance. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I disagree. What You can disagree with the definition all you want. Okay. All right. Like, and this is like you are entitled to your opinion. Sure. You're not entitled to your own facts. Eh, I might be. No. No one's entitled to their own facts. Facts I wanna, are facts. I want to be entitled to my facts. Well, you can't. Well, I, I'm going to be. <laughs> no. I'm going to make my own definition real quick. Uh huh. That's it. Your own definition? Yeah. You're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're at it, why don't you just like give the give the Rangers a win? Because like if you if you can I change would love that, because <laughs> they they lost the series, right? They lost the series. And, and here's, here's why yes, this is so did. sweet. You, you took the opportunity while I was away from the show mm-hmm. to, to bring this up with somebody. I did. So I couldn't defend myself. That's exactly why and I did it. And then what happened is, <laughs> is you drove all the way to Dallas to watch the Rangers play. Uh-huh. And I could give a flying fart in the That's wind true. about sports, but it was so delicious to watch them lose. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we'll see what happens the rest of the season. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the rest of the season. One, they're not going to play in the World Series against each other. No, it's never going to happen. No. So they have this series. That's true. And they lost this series. They do. Yeah. yeah. There's another series. The, the, the Rangers. The Rangers could go on to win. What is it? The division. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. So and like that's defined as the people that are in the division. There's oh, because five definitions matter. Um, <laughs> they do for the most part. They do. Uh, sorry, I've been I've been loading my gun for a while. I can on this tell. One. Yeah, it's been way too long since we spent time together for you to load, load and load and load and load and load. Yeah. The problem is most people still disagree with you. It doesn't matter. It does. Like, it doesn't matter to you. Well, no. Go read the definition. If take I, it up with the dictionary. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the problem. Is like you could you could disagree with me all you want. Make it not that. Okay. I'll find something make, else. Make, make a sink, not that, because a sink is that. Okay. Uh, in, in the same way that a water heater is. Well, but but a water heater has an energy source still. Yeah, sure. But like that's what I'm saying is like I, th- so like they don't work on water heaters. Sure. Because most of the time that's a plumber. Sure. Plumbers take care of that. Yeah. It doesn't make it not an appliance just because they don't work on it. Oh, I I agree with that. Yeah. And that's really it. A plumber works on a water heater. A plumber works on a sink. My my the, point the, was the that fact they that, should know what the difference is between an appliance and not an appliance. They should. They should. They should. But the, I, I, I'm guessing. I'm guessing they haven't looked up the actual definition. Okay. So. That's well, just, if they listen to our show, then they'll know now. They'll know. They'll know. They'll know what it is. Yeah. So. What else is... Well, okay. So, let me, let, me, let me tell you something that, that we did just the other day. Um, for, for, and this is just for Texas people. So like if, um, which, which by the way, we're like number three in Oman. What is that? It's a country. Oh, in the Middle East. Well, so shout out, shout out to Oman. Yes. Thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. And Mrs. People in Oman. Yeah. So what I like, it's, it's really close to like Dubai for, for people wanting to know, like Dubai, lots of smart people, lots of smart people over there. Um, they, they really enjoy our content, apparently. I don't, I don't blame them. Yeah, why not? They, they get this, this kind of... They get this kind of banter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, uh, we went to uh, Blue Lagoon. Oh, okay. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Have you been? No. So we, we did our research. This was actually my Father's Day gift that I got to cash in just this past week. I saw pictures. Yeah. It looks amazing. It is amazing. Where is it? It's in Huntsville. Okay. So I can, uh, it's about an hour north of here. Yes. It's it, close. I mean, I think, I think the map said it was only going to take us like 48 minutes from here to get there. Okay. Um, but you, so it's, they, and, and, you know, I, I haven't seen anything better, but clearest water in Texas. Yeah. I mean, just the pictures that I saw were immaculate. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nuts. And I, I would say you've got about a good 12 feet of visibility. Wow. Is it cold? Mm, it wasn't when we went. Okay. Now, you get down about eight feet. Yeah. And it gets nice and cool. Yeah. Um, That's a pretty good ways down there. It is. And you don't want to, like, hang out there for a long time. No. But it's you can go and get your scuba certification there. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, okay. like, that's like their main gig. Okay. Because if you go, like, you, the way it works is there's... So, like, the, there's two lagoons. Okay. And on our lagoon, I think there were 10 slips. Okay. 
each slip has like its own uh, like little shelter with a picnic table mm-hmm. and then your own beach entry. So do you rent one of those slips for by, the by the day? By the day? Yeah. Interesting. So but in order to get one you have to be there before opening, and it opens at 9. Oh, so you can't reserve them you in cannot advance? Re- unless you're a scuba diver. Oh. If you're a scuba diver, you can reserve it because they give priority to scuba divers, and I think it's because they do scuba instruction. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um, so if all the slips are filled with scuba divers, mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're in line or not. You ain't getting in. Wow. And there's a limited amount of space. Interesting. Every day. Okay. Um. Which did, means it's exclusive in that you're going to get, you're not going to get overrun with people. No. Okay. No, not at all. Um, I mean, we we were on that lagoon. We got there, we got in at like 9.15. And we were like number eight car in line. Oh, wow. And we still got it. Well, part of it was we were willing to pay cash. And oh. so we, we got a little bit ahead of everybody that was in, <laughs> in line. Um, but you... Uh, yeah, so like we were we were on the lake, and I think the whole time we were there, there may have been ten people on the whole thing. Wow, that's uh, crazy. The whole time we were there, um, that's awesome. Yeah, and you, I mean, like you, I mean, like as long as they're not being like loud and stupid, yeah, you don't really hear them. Sure, it's it's a big enough place. They're like across the lagoon from you, right? Um, but man, I I will I will say this. I was enjoying myself so much. I have never been so sunburned <laughs> in my life. Oh my gosh! Just totally forgot to actually apply. No, I did. I, no, I, I didn't reapply. That was the problem. Yeah. I applied and I was just like, ah, I'm good. Yeah. And I got home and like the tops of my feet and my thighs, man. Sounds awful. It was like like radiating heat for the next two days. Oh my goodness! It was the worst. That's um, horrible. And we were pretty sure, like, my son may have gotten, like, sun poisoning. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it was, it was like, and, but we were both, like, it was so cool. We'll go back. Worth <laughs> it. Just next time, wear more clothes. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, like, if, you, if you're in, like, the, the South Texas area, yeah. it's definitely worth the trip. Just make sure that if you go, like, you plan to get there early. Yeah. And a, a, good, a good tip on, on this one is to call ahead and see if they have scuba reservations. Mm. They'll tell you. Okay. Like, and, and if you follow them on social media, they'll be like, hey, parks, like, and that actually happened the next day after we were there. It was like, hey, parks closed. We're full on scuba reservations. Wow. Um, so it, it happens. Sure. Um, and I think it typically happens on the weekend. Mm. So, because we went, we went during the week. That makes sense. Um, but, so, I mean, like, if, you, I mean, it, it opens at 9, it closes at 6. That's a good long day. And it cost us, I think it was like 200 bucks. Okay. For everybody. It's not bad. It's a good day. Yeah. It was not, not bad at all. No. So. I like it. Worth the trip, man. Sure. I mean, we packed a picnic lunch and just had a good old time. That sounds fun. So For sure. We did take, uh, we took a lot of tubes. Oh, okay. Like, we took a lot of our own, like, yeah. stuff to, because there, there's, like, they don't want you swimming out in the middle because it's pretty, oh. it's really deep. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure there's fish and other things. Th- there, there are. Yeah. There are. And that that's actually kind of part of the fun is if I, I've got one of those. Um, have you seen the 180 degree snorkel masks? Yes. Yeah. So I've, I've got one of those. Okay. Um, and this, the snorkel on it is amazing. Really? Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's got a baffle on it 
so you can dive. That's pretty cool. You know how, like, on a regular snorkel, you kind of, like, stick your tongue in the hole to keep water? That's the only thing you can do. Right. Because if you go down, water's going to get in your snorkel. Right. But this has, like, a almost like a damper or some sort. Yeah, it's it, there's a ball in the snorkel. Okay. So, like, when you go underwater, the ball closes over the hole. So, you don't even have to do anything. It just does it automatically. It does it automatically. That's amazing. So, and you can, with those 180-degree snorkel masks, you can breathe through your nose or your mouth. Wow. I mean, like, it's there, because it seals off everything from your nose around your mouth. Okay. And then gives you full vision with your eyes. Wow. Around, around like that. Um, yeah, I've taken it there. I've taken it to the Caribbean. I I... I mean, I'll never go back to another snorkel mask. I can't imagine. That sounds too yeah. good. I mean, just the ability to breathe through my nose. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge game changer. And and like all you so like when you when you go when you dive down, I'm not a big snorkeler, by the way. I don't do this a whole lot. Yeah. But I, I've done it enough over the years that it's like I know what's annoying and what's not. When you when you dive down and you stick your tongue in the hole to keep uh-huh. the water from coming in, you know, when you come out, you have to clear that snorkel. Yeah, you gotta blow it out. So th- you don't have to do that. Yeah, I mean, and that wastes a lot of breath, honestly. Like you, that you gotta you gotta hold that breath and make sure you have that to expel it whenever you come back up. Right, right, right. So n- none of that's even part of the equation. Interesting. Yeah, I now love the, that there is a there is a weird bit. Like if you tilt forward too much, it'll it'll shut the it'll uh, close the baffle even if you're above the water level. Yeah, it's not a water level thing. It's a it's a gravity thing. Okay, that makes sense. So anyway, yeah. what's been going on with you, man? Well, you mentioned heat. Um, so I have to tell you something crazy. Um, so we finished my my mother-in-law's house back in February, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that we did is, so it's a metal building. And because it's a metal building, we chose to take advantage of all the things that a metal building offers. And one of that is the ability to just do closed cell foam right. for insulation purposes. So the way that works is once they get the... Once they get the metal structure up, get the the skin on it and everything, they they just come in with you know well then they gotta actually um, they 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 stud it out they they run all the the electrical wiring all the plumbing so that it's all where it needs to go mm-hmm. and then they come in and, and spray foam the entire thing right so yeah. basically head to for, toe. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, you have an igloo. Yeah. Like, you, you've you created, a, you know, a cooler, for example. Like, a like think about a Yeti cooler. It's kind of like one of those, right? That's right. what yeah. you created. So, the next question is, what do you want to do with your air conditioning? Mm-hmm. Because we live in South Texas. Got to have the air conditioning, right? So, you either go with a traditional, you know, condenser, furnace, you know, split unit type of thing, or you go with mini split right. units. And my my mother-in-law didn't want the mini splits. She didn't like the way they looked, so she went with a traditional system. Duct work uh, and all that kind of stuff. Duct work, all, yeah. all that kind of stuff. She just likes, she prefers that look. So, okay, fine. Doesn't really matter, just as long as everything is installed well and does what it's supposed to do we're good well two weeks ago she 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 calls me and she's like my air conditioner is running non-stop and will not bring the temperature below 78 degrees now 
you remember that it was, I mean, we had every day of the week was 100 plus. Oh, yeah. It's been and a massive heat wave through here. Yeah, it's been awful. And there was no relief. I mean, it, it, the humidity was high because there was like chance of rain every day, too, on top of like 101, 102 degree temperatures. Right. But still, I'm looking at my house that is a traditional, you know, brick and mortar home. Right. And it it's working fine. Mm-hmm. I have cooling it down to 75, 73, whatever I want it. And so I call my buddy Steve. Steve Smoon, he's been on yeah. Victory Insulation. He's been on, on the show before. And I'm like, I've never met anybody that knows insulation as well as he does. Sure. And so I was like, what's going on? And he said, well, um, he said, basically, how how is that unit being cooled off? And I said, I, I mean, it's up in the attic. And he said, is there any ventilation, you know, at all to the unit itself? I was like, well, of course not, because it's closed cell foam. There's no ventilation up there. And he goes, that's your issue. You got to have, you, you, your unit is working too hard. And I said, okay, I, I mean, that makes sense. And he said, think of it this way. He said, imagine you take a Yeti cooler and you put ice in the bottom half of it. Mm-hmm. And fill it up with drinks. And then you put a like a false top in there or a false bottom, however you want to look at it. Um, something that seals off the bottom part, and then you just close the lid. And you've got half of it with nothing in it. And the bottom half has ice in it. He said, what happens is that top half is going to get hotter than the bottom half. Mm-hmm. And there's heat transfer that winds up happening. And at the end of the day, the ice will melt faster that way than if you remove that false bottom and the entire space is heated and cooled, right? So you've got to basically air condition the entire cooler in order for it to not have heat transfer issues. Makes 100% sense to me whenever he explains it to me that way. Mm-hmm. And so you go up into the attic in my mother-in-law's house, it's over 100 degrees up in the attic. Oh, my gosh. It's not supposed to be like that with closed cell phone. It's not supposed to be like that with closed cell phone. Yeah. And so we we called out the people that installed the air conditioning unit. And they were like, oh, it's probably this or this. And they they're like, oh, maybe this pipe over here isn't sealed up well or whatever. And long story short... They were like, the reason this is happening is because there's no ventilation in the in the attic. And we're like, they're like, we need to put vents in the attic. And I'm like, no, we're not putting vents in the attic. That de- completely defeats the purpose of having closed cell foam. Right. Like you cannot create holes in it, otherwise you've got problems and you that defeats the purpose of having closed cell foam. But they couldn't wrap their mind around this. And so you know, Steve was basically saying you've got to add cold air up into into the attic, which so that they, they didn't put a send and return in the attic. No, oh no, they didn't. Oh, and so so there's no there's I mean, no, like I'm I'm no AC expert, and I'm no like, but I've learned over the years like if you got closed cell foam in the attic, you better have a send and return up there. Yeah, there's got to be some way to get cool air up into the attic, and at the end of the day. This is this is what's hard to wrap your mind around up if you've never had closed cell foam. The attic needs to be the same temperature as the, the house. The house. Yeah. And 
my mo- my mother in law was even having a real hard time. She's like, I don't want to air condition my attic. I don't have like that's, that's going to cost so much money to air condition like a whole other floor. No, it's going to save you money. And I'm like, okay. And this is this is one of the reasons I want to bring this up on the show is because like I want other people to to realize that there's a reason that Yetis keep your drinks colder longer mm-hmm. than a traditional old you know cooler. It's because it's got closed cell foam in it. And one of the things that does is just it holds all of the the insulation. It holds all of the temperature in. Mm-hmm. And if you start venting that thing, it's going to be like anything else. It's going to melt, right? right. It's going to melt your stuff. So you can't put ventilation in it, but you got to make sure that it's cooling the whole thing. And so once you get that temperature the same up in the attic as it is in the house, your air conditioner is hardly going to run. Right. Because it's not going to need to. And so, I we called we called another guy um, who has been doing air conditioning for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and um, we we talked to three different people. Well, three different types of people. We talked to more people than that. One of them was like, "You got to ventilate the attic," and we're like, "Of course not doing that." Someone else said, uh, "Well, you're gonna have to actually put an in like an air intake into the the unit and an exhaust out of the unit." to bring air through that unit so that it's cooling itself off. That'll help. Um, and then this other guy who we're actually bringing out on Thursday, he goes, that's wrong also. You've got to have, like you said, a send and return. You've got to have cold air going up. And honestly, what a lot of times what they do is they just literally cut a vent into the, the ceiling mm-hmm. that has nothing really there other than it's, pulling air into the attic so you've got that like you said ascend and return yeah and it's and it's bringing the the air throughout the entire building to be the same so he's coming out on thursday but he agreed with steve who's the insulation expert in my opinion right and we're gonna get this all taken care of but it it, it's really bizarre it's already been better because we we actually had a there, there's a screened in porch at my mother-in-law's house. Right. That the, when the guys installed the AC, they didn't realize that that was going to be an uh, open air thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so they put a vent, they put a, a return or a, uh, a register, a register vent yeah. in there with ducting. So they actually took that out and plugged it up. Well, we just opened it. And left it up in the attic. Now it needs to be dampered down, and this this guy that's coming out on Thursday, he'll be able to figure all that out. But as soon as we started putting cold air up into the attic, the air conditioner starts working better. I bet. So it's just one of those things that if, if what you don't know is what you don't know, and like my general contractor didn't even know that because he doesn't do tons and tons of metal buildings. He's learning things, sure. <laughs> but you know and. You know, I know that my mother-in-law was kind of like, well, the general contractor should have known that. It's like, no, here's the thing. The air conditioner guy should have known that. Yes. And and she said, well, why would the insulation guy not tell them that? And I was like, here's the thing. The insulation guy, even if he did tell them, it's not his job. To make sure that To make sure it. the air conditioner guy knows how to do his job. Yeah. And even if he told them that, this, I mean... The guy that installed the air conditioner is going, you have to ventilate this thing. He knows nothing about closed cell phone and right. how it works. He knows nothing about it. It's still it's still new enough that like 
a lot of a lot of guys still don't know. Absolutely. About it. Yeah. And so and that that actually goes the same if it was open cell phone. It would be mm. the same. But uh, you don't want to put that in a in a metal building home. Um, you want to put the closed cell. But that being said, like I I just think it's important for our people to hear. Like if you're listening to this right now, closed cell phone is an amazing product. It costs a lot more money. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Um, we've talked about this before. Uh, fiberglass insulation that you put on, you know, traditional attic yeah. ceilings, it's about 30% efficient, which you might think that's not that much, but it it's, it works. Yeah. Uh, closed cell foam is 94% efficient. Yeah. Unless you're not heating <laughs> cooling you're not. the cooler the way you should, yeah. you know? So that has been our experience <laughs> over the last couple of weeks as she's been trying to cool our house down and it's Jeez, like that had I, to be miserable oh and not only that like she's, especially like it's like brand new like this should be functioning right exactly. like what's going on and, and she's concerned frankly i mean her air conditioner was running non-stop so she's just worried about her electric bill too and it's probably going to be stupid this mm. month but man that here and it goes it, again it goes to show that like finding people to work on your house that mm-hmm. actually know what they're doing yeah and and look, I we're getting the right people together. That's right. Yeah, that, that actually can help each other figure things out. I mean, I'm fine with that too. And you know, this is this is. I'm, I'm going to tell you that this is something that is our issue mm-hmm. as much as it is anybody's issue. But the people that installed it don't speak English. Mm. Okay, well, we don't speak Spanish. So on top of all of this, there's You're a language about the air conditioning. Here. Yeah. Okay. So on top of this, or. One of the guys did, but he wasn't the one that came out every day. Right. I, and so now we've got a language barrier. And I'm not saying that that's good, bad, or otherwise. It's just part. It's a fact. It's what it is. It's what it is. Yeah. And so we had a language barrier on top of that. So finding people that know what they're doing, that you can communicate with, that can communicate with you, like all of that's really, really important. And at the end of the day, you might wind up paying more to get the good person out, the right person out, but... It, <coughs> Hopefully, you won't be dealing with these types of issues down the road, too. So, yeah. learn from our mistakes at this point, <laughs> I guess, is the moral of the story. So, I, so. I, I just, just a quick tip for everybody with, you know, dealing with language barriers, which, I mean, in Texas is going to be an issue sometimes. It is. I mean, if, if you Absolutely. haven't learned how to speak Spanish, like, you're going to have a language barrier issue from time to time. You are. Uh, Google Translate is, I, I mean, like, as far as, like, getting the message across as uh-huh. to what you're trying to say, very effective. It is. I've, I've had to use it a couple of times, um, and I've both both ways because not only will it translate me going to Spanish, it'll translate them coming to English. Right. Um, and so we were able not quickly, yeah, but we were able to communicate. Yeah. the 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 issue with that winds up. So one of the issues that happens if you start getting technical about stuff, it can be it can be tricky. Absolutely. Yeah. One of one of the weird things that happened though is. One of the guys that couldn't speak very good English, he he went up into the attic to work on checks a couple things out, mm-hmm. and he had my mother in law had had loaned him her like really nice flashlight, and he dropped it down the wall. Oh no! And it's still down the wall because oh, I, mean, I mean it's like it's this really nice like fifty dollars flashlight. Uh-huh. Um, but when he did that, she didn't realize it at the time. But it happened to be right where the internet connection comes in, uh-huh. and it knocked the internet connection loose. Oh no! <laughs> so she's in this black hole where we live. Uh-huh. If you don't have internet, you, you, you're not talking to people, right? And so 
<laughs> she's here, tried to use a translate app and it won't work because oh, no. she has no internet. <laughs> and so it wound, it wound up being a bigger issue. But uh, anyway, I think we're going to get the, all this figured out pretty quickly. But, yeah. Um, so they're installing a send and return. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what's going to happen is this guy's going to come out. He's going to look at it, at things from, from every angle. One of the things that's very interesting that he said, and it makes sense to me, is where that screen and porch is, mm-hmm. above that is just open to the attic. It's just attic. And he said, until, until you, we're probably going to have to build like false wall around that up in the attic and foam that mm-hmm. so that you don't have heat transfer issues. Because when you have heat transfer issues, you're going to create condensation. Yep. And that's a great condensation. Then you're getting it mold. Yep. So we're probably, we probably got more work that's going to have to be done. Mm-hmm. But again, having the right people working on it to begin with, you don't have these issues. Yeah. So, so is this, is this all out of pocket? Um, I'm not sure yet. Okay. I've not chased any channels. Um, I know the guy that's going to do it for me is going to, you know, treat me right for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and honestly, I don't think it's going to be that much work in order for him to get it where it needs to be because we've already got that extra duct that's available. Right. It just needs to be secured and put a register on and dampered down to the right uh, CFM and then putting a, putting some sort of return in the right place. I don't think it's going to be that much. As far as building another wall and foaming it, I mean, I kind of look at it as that should have been done to begin with. Yeah. And so whether it gets done today or whether it got done then, I'm going to have to pay for it one way or the other. Yeah. Right? So as far as that goes, it's probably going to be out of pocket for me or for my mother-in-law actually, but um, I, I'm not as upset about that as I am the fa- for the fact that, the, like, the electric bill is going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. But there, no, nobody's going to be able to take that responsibility on. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. So. But, Okay, so here um, we're gonna we're gonna shift a little bit, because okay. um, I, I think that's interesting, and I think people building homes and metal homes should definitely have that information. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to have the right insulation person, you want to have the right AC person, um, and also they, like there's a lot of homes that have been converted. Oh yeah, you know, and and so you you want to be able you want to have an inspector who is knowledgeable enough to look at something like that and go, this was done properly. This was done improperly. Right. You know, because conversions can be trickier than new builds. Sure. So anyway, well, not only that, like, I mean, just be aware, like where we're at, we had to pull permits, but we didn't have to do inspections. Yeah. And because we didn't have to, we're not paying for it. Right. I mean, just make sure it gets done right to begin with. Well, anyway, yeah, <laughs> it's part of it. So anyway, one of the things I wanted to go through quickly tonight is we we've got the June 2023 monthly housing report. Yeah, uh, and this is from Realtor.com. I'm gonna hit the highlights on this real quick, uh, just because I think they're interesting. Um, and there's one, two, three, four, five uh, highlights from this, and we can we can dig into these as much as you want, Kev. Um, but th- just information I think people need to have. There, I mean, like the reports are different based on state to state. But this is nationwide. Okay. You know, so like, we, you know, like we're, you know, people, people are listening to this show in, you know, all 50 states. Right. All kinds of different countries. You know, obviously Oman. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to Oman. Um, <laughs> so, the, okay. So here's, here's the first one. The number of homes actually for sale increased by 7.1% compared to last year. 
So June, yeah. June of okay. 2023 versus 22, there's 7.1% more homes for sale this June than there was last June. Wonder, I, so one of the things that's interesting to me is is we've said since, I mean, probably for three years now at least, mm-hmm. since COVID happened, that people have been scared to sell their home because the rising prices have have deterred them from doing so because they're going, look, I can sell my house at top dollar, mm-hmm. but I can't buy another house except for top dollar. Right. So I don't know what I'm going to be able to get into. So I think it, I think it forced people to just stay. Yeah. But after some time, if you're wanting to move, you got to just bite the bullet. Yeah. So I think that's probably got some of it to do with it. But the other thing is, even though interest rates have gone up, housing the housing market is like the pricing has gone down. Like mm. you can actually negotiate a house right now. Yeah. It's, um, it's more, I mean, it's becoming more of a buyer's market. I don't know that it is a buyer's I, market I yet, that. Um, but it's becoming more and more so. Sure. Um, and, and some of these, some of these other stats may, may help uh, bolster that up. Uh, the total number of unsold homes, including homes that are under contract decreased by 4.6% compared to last year. So they're selling more homes. That was, is that what I'm reading? No, no, no. Hearing? There's there's more homes on the market. Okay. Essentially. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, so there's a total number of unsold homes, including homes that are under contract. Okay. Decreased. Decreased. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So home sellers were less active in June uh, with 25.7% fewer homes newly listed for sale compared to last year. Okay. So that's really interesting. So there are actually more houses that are for sale but fewer houses that are actually selling basically yes they're, they're staying on the market so much longer that there's now a statistic there, there's there's 25 percent less newly listed yeah so even though there's 7.1 percent more houses more it's because there's so much carryover yeah from the previous month yeah so there's not and, as many new listings and they're not selling as quickly so they're staying on the market longer, so they're which carrying is, over. Which is discouraging people from putting their house on the of market. Of course. Because it's like, I, well, me, and people have such short memories. Uh-huh. They're like, they're like, well, so-and-so last year sold their house in three days and had 49 offers. Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah, but do you remember, like, what 2016 was like? I, yeah. I don't, I'm just pulling that well, so, out. Someone, like, someone in our family was really worried about selling their home recently. Hmm. And they put it on the market, and it sold within three days. Sure. It's still happening. It's still happening. Yeah, it, it just is. depends on the property. It depends on where it is. It the market. Depends, it, it depends on lots of different things. And again, this is nationwide. This nationwide. Is not, this, this is, is not what's happening in, in Houston Metroplex right now. Right. Well, I mean, like the, the you're you're seeing a slowdown in Houston. It's sure. just not by these metrics. Right. Um. So the median prices of homes for sale decreased by 0.9 percent. So almost one percent. Yeah. Um. Annually in June. The f- okay. And this this is this is the key point. I think from this whole data set. So like median price of homes de- for sale decreased by point w- by 0.9% annually in June, the first decline seen since 2017. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. That, that's the So like essentially what they're saying is if what we think is happening what at least what I think is happening yeah. is they've Hit the top of the bell curve, right? And now it's coming back, coming down. back down, and it. But it's it's taken six years, yes, for that to happen. But which makes sense, sure, because it usually it usually runs in eight year cycles. Okay, so 
we've probably got two more years yeah. to hit the bottom of this one. Well, and if 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 the trends continue like they usually do. Right. And I, I guess the other thing along with that is even though interest rates started going up over a year ago, mm-hmm. so started really going up April, May of last year too. Well, they were starting, they were trending up starting in January yeah. of, of 22 uh, because I think the end of 21, there were still, I mean, people were still, you know, getting like 3% on their homes. Yep. And then where we got ours in April was four and a half and it just kept going up and up and up and up. It's just now causing the house prices to actually go down. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting, it just takes a long time for some of this it stuff does to take actually a long time. make yeah. a difference. Yeah. And so here's the last one. Home spent 44 days on the market on average. Okay. Uh, which is 13 days longer than last year, but still shorter than before the pandemic. Yeah. Well, and again, short memories, right? right? We forget how long it takes to sell a home sometimes. Um, there's a beautiful property um, not far from where we live. And I went and looked at it as soon as it went on the market because I was like, I've always thought this was a beautiful property. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I'm just curious, like, how much is this thing worth? And it was like 1.3 million. Like it was, yeah, it was a beautiful property for a reason. Um, but it sat on the market for probably at, at least two months mm. before we just saw sale pending uh, posted on it. And so, like, I. I it is interesting. The timeline is lengthening yep. of how long it's taking to actually come to an agreement with people. Oh yeah. So no, and I saw I saw one on the market that came on the other day that it was it was pretty similar to what we have here. Uh, it was just a little bit more land, and the house was just a little bit nicer. And I here's why I'm saying that uh-huh. because it was like just north of four million. Oh my goodness. And it, like it wasn't that much different than what we have here. <laughs> And, and I was like, there's no way yeah. I could sell this for $4 million. No, there's no way. And I'm like, I'm like okay, so like, what, what's going on with this property yeah. that like really distinguishes it? I mean, like, I mean it, was, it was just a little bit more land, and it was, it was like a barn dominium with an, an outbuilding. Okay. I mean, like, it really wasn't that much different. And I yeah. was like... Location, maybe? I, it wasn't that great of a location. Uh. I mean, like, I mean, like, you know... Okay. It was, it's in a different, it's in the same county. Okay. But it's in a different city. Okay. So, that, I mean, that's really the only difference. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at it going, okay, like, I have access to a major waterway. Yep. As well as a private waterway. Yep. Um, we have a lot of stuff going for our property. Yeah. And I'm like, why, why is that one... I mean, it was it was it was a newer building. I'll sure. give it that. I'll give it that. It was a newer building. Sure, but I don't know that it was like three million more. Do you, does it have anything to do with the neighborhood? Maybe I don't know. That it was well, you've it. got you've got access to those things. A lot of the homes in this neighborhood are not worth. No, they're not worth what ours is worth. No, exactly. Um, so, and that that's that that's the weird thing though, man. Is, um, we we bought one of the middle properties in our neighborhood. Although you have the most land of any property yes. in the neighborhood. Yes, that's true. Um, 
I, I, I don't know that we still have the most valuable property in the neighborhood, but we ended up with like at least in the top 10%. I would agree. There, some people have come in and built some really nice properties. Yes. That's definitely very happened. nice. On, on, kind of on the back end. Yep. Yeah. And they, they don't have as much land as we do. Well, they've got like a, a, a sixth of the land that you have probably like one, maybe two acres, right? Uh, most of them, I think two or three. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they don't, they definitely don't have the access that we have. Yeah. Um, and, and, and along with some other things. And so like I, that, that, it just, it just, it put me on a path of like going, I mean, like, why is that one that much? Like I really couldn't figure it out. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a pretty property. Don't get me wrong, but it's still on the market. <laughs> it's still on the market. <laughs> there is that. So. <laughs> I, I, it is, it is very interesting to watch these trends kind of happen. Yeah. Um, and you know, all the predictors have, have said the housing prices are going to come down. Who knows when the interest rates are going to come well, down. I, they, they necessarily have to. They have to. I know. Um, I, I mean... It, now, the, the difference is, is like coming down is way different than crashing. Yeah, I mean, it, again, historically, they're really low. The housing prices? No, the interest rates. Interest rates, yes. The interest rates are still historically really low at 7%, whatever they are, 7.5%, whatever. Um, they're still... Really low historically, but I think people are getting like closer to five now. I don't actually know what it is, but I mean somewhere there between. It, yeah, it's probably not as high. It's, as, it's between five and seven, and, and a lot of it depends on your income and your you sure. know your credit score, of course, all, all, all that kind of stuff. But th- that's still historically really low. Very. It's just we saw two and a half or two two three or something like that um, during the pandemic, and yep. so like those are never going to happen again. I don't know. Uh, well, so, I mean, never. Is I know. A that, word, I mean, it would be crazy for that kind of thing to happen again. But I agree. I mean, houses coming down steadily—it's not a bad thing. I yeah. mean, it, they well, need and, to come down. And, and here's here's the thing: I think a lot of people need to realize is high interest rates is not necessarily a bad thing. Sure. I mean, you can you can com- complain about high interest rates a lot. But you know, you know what people were really, what some people were complaining about when we had low interest rates for houses. What's that? Is the return on their savings? <laughs> you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. No. You, you're not. You're not going to be getting twelve percent on your savings and getting a two percent interest loan sure. for your home. You're going to be getting two percent return, right? If not less, right? Maybe like a one and a half yep. percent return on your savings right. if you're lucky. If you're lucky. If the market is at a 2% interest rate. Yeah, you gotta, it's got to bear out somewhere. Right. And, and so, like, all these people who are complaining are, are, are mocking people going, like, you guys don't understand what good interest rates are yeah. because we were paying 15 16 17% for houses back in the late 70s and early 80s. Right. Well, they were also getting... Really good interest 12 rates. 12 to 15% on their savings. Savings. Not not just like money markets or mutual funds right. or CDs. We're talking about yeah, savings. Just savings. <laughs> and, and and a lot of people don't realize that there's there's a way that this can go that would be really unpleasant, which is negative interest rates. Oh, well. Which yeah. which happened in Japan. It did, yeah. You know, and, and it was because Japan had a culture of hoarding money. Right. And and so what happened was is the market responded to that. And said, like, hey, look, we're going to force you to spend your money. How are right. we going to do that? We're going to put negative interest rates. 
Which is great if you're borrowing money. Yeah. Because they're going to pay you to borrow the money. That's right. So Problem spend is, it. No one was borrowing the money. No, you got to go spend it. So what we're going to do is we're going to put negative interest rates, which means that we're going to charge you for storing the money in our banks. <laughs> so you're making nothing on anything that you save. Yeah. You're actually paying money to save money. Right. So there's, there's a way that this can go. That Ugh, It would be awful. <laughs> that would not be good. And well, it I, would be it would be awful for savers. It would be awful for yeah, exactly for me. So um, <laughs> I, I think that I think that what's what's interesting in this whole thing is because of things like the pandemic, more people are working from home, which necessitates a larger home. One of the things that you saw back whenever the interest rates were uh, yeah, that's true, but that's happening less and less people working at home you mean yes no it's it's actually it is um i it is happening less and less it's happening more than it was in the past but it's happening less and less progressively moving forward well but a lot of those people are still working at home so i think a lot there i know there's people going back to the office Mm -hmm. but it's not happening at the rate that most would thought it would be well if if you if you want my prediction on this here's what i think is gonna i think there's a lot of people that want to stay working at home and I, I think I think there are some companies that are going to try and prolong that as long as they possibly can. Sure. That being said, I think also those people who continue to demand to work from home when everyone else is going back to the office are eventually going to be let go. Okay, that'll be interesting. I I I think that's very interesting, and maybe maybe you're right. The the thing that I find that's and it's, hap- well, it's going to be easy to let them go. Oh, it's so super easy because they they have no personal connection to this person that they never see. Right. You know, and, and so like if you're if you're a person working from home and you're like, well, I've I've just I'm I'm on the gravy train. Yeah. Which you you have been. Yeah. Sure. Let's, let's just be honest. You have been. Sure. It's been nice. Yep. But you know what? If you're if the people in your company are going back to the office and you're not and you're holding out, it's not a smart move. And, and if you want to keep your job, if you, you want to if you want to move on to something else, right. that's fine. You know. Well, but I think the. The point that you make is really good. Like, if I don't ever have to see you, then I don't have to deal with your, like, any anything. I don't have to deal with it. Right. I see you on camera, maybe, but I don't have to even see you clean out your office. So, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. So, I. but what was happening, I think this is interesting. So, back when the interest rates were 14, 15, 16%, people were just building smaller homes. Mm-hmm. They were... They were building 12, 13, 14, 1,500 square foot of homes. Like a, an 18, a 2,000 square foot home at that point was a big home. Mm-hmm. It was a big home. So now people are wanting these 3,500 square foot homes. Yeah. Because, well, that's where I live. That's where I office. That's where I do everything. So I need my space. Yeah. Right? Well, if, if you had 14, 15, 16% interest at that rate, you would not be able to do it. Right. So back when the interest rates are are down at two, three, four percent, you can afford to have a larger house at that rate. Whenever it gets up to this six, seven, even you know seven percent, it's more difficult to buy a bigger home. Yeah. So it's 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 this weird thing of like you 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 got to kind of figure out: Am I going to buy a bigger house, or am I going to spend more money, less money, smaller house? What am I going to do? it'll be interesting to kind of see how that continues to, to, because I I think what's going to wind up happening, especially if these people get laid off, Mm -hmm. well, they can't afford that big house anymore. No. And when that happens, they've got to sell it. Someone else is going to come in. They're going to be able to buy it for a lower interest rate because eventually that's going to go back down. 
it's it, the whole thing's going to be very interesting to watch, in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah. And one, and, and one of the big trends before COVID hit was tiny homes. Oh yeah, you, I mean like I, and I, in fact, there was a tiny home uh, seller in in the town that I live in. It's gone. Like, a lot of those tiny homes are not. I mean, you just don't hear that trend much not as much anymore. I mean, again, people are not. They're needing to live in their house and work in their house and do all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's which different. I, I mean, like part of me is just like, look, you need a 3,500 square foot home because you need your space. Grow up. Yeah. That, that's when you actually take a corner. That's when you actually do need a <laughs> tiny home. If you need 3,500 square feet, you need space. Go get a tiny home and get space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I think you need to get it. Jeez. But yeah, 30, golly, I don't. I would hate to clean a 3,500 square foot house. <laughs> I would hate to clean it. Yeah, it always looks nice until you have to clean it. Or or air condition it. Or, I mean, Any, anything. In. Yeah, like, there's more things to break. There's more flooring to replace. There's more <laughs> paint to keep. I mean, the whole thing to maintain, it's a lot. It is. So. It is. I mean, like, I would, I mean, like, my, my personal opinion, I'd, I'd much rather have, like, Three fifteen hundred square foot homes. Oh than yeah, one thirty five hundred. Well, that, I mean that that's kind of what we've got on. Our, I mean, ours is twenty two, my mother in law's is twelve hundred. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just mean in different states, but then, well, yeah. <laughs> that would help too. <laughs> yeah. Then then you also need a tiny airplane. Well, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's probably cheaper to just rent other people's airplanes. Um, depends. <laughs> it de- it's like it, on, with airplanes, it really depends on the size of your family. Sure. Like if you if you if you have a nuclear family, like four people, or, <laughs> it's easy, dude. It's less than a car. Yeah. I mean, to buy one. Oh sure. Um, but, yeah. You know, it, when you have. Five. You got, five. You, got that, you got that one extra. <laughs> one extra. So. It's like we we made that decision, didn't we? It, well, it, it, you can still get one for less than some cars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's almost always the case. <laughs> I can buy a house for less than some cars, <laughs> even with these interest rates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Although once you get to those cars, they can actually be an asset. They, it can. Yeah. There yeah. are cars that are assets, believe it or not. I, yeah. So my my buddy Christian learned about that the hard way, though. Oh. With his, he had an Aston Martin. Oh. Um, anyway. Yeah. It, it, it turned into a lemon. Yeah. That's um, not he ended up getting his money back, but it was, it that's, was, it was a long, long road to hoe, that's, to say the least. That's frustrating. Yeah. But there definitely are cars that will make you money. Yeah. And, and that's, I'll tell you what, that's one of those places where, like, like you see a lot of these rich people, they're like, man, why are they, there are rich people that drive Honda Accords, mm-hmm. and there are rich people that drive Aston Martins or Rolls Royces or yep. uh, Bentleys or, or things like that. And and both of them are making smart financial decisions. <laughs> and it's really hard to figure that out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's well, it's, uh, well, part of it is, it's like, what what do you enjoy? Sure. Because if you enjoy cars, you're going to be more invested in learning about the cars. Sure. And you're going to know what's valuable, what's not valuable. And yeah. you know, the, the guy that's driving the Honda Accord that's really wealthy uh-huh. probably doesn't care about cars. No. He probably cares about something else. Sure. And that's where he's spending his time and his money. Sure. Which is smart. Yep. You know, like, don't get involved in something you don't know about. Right. 
or care about or care yeah or want or want to know about hey, but if if you like cars and you want to continue make having your money make money well then go get some nice cars. cars i will i will tell you man like i've i've had some clients that are ferrari collectors oh wow <laughs> those seem like expensive to keep i yeah like yeah. they they all have to be constantly plugged in uh-huh um anyway like it's and it's like it's like walking on eggshells around them. I know. And it's like, can I, can I even come within like three feet of it? Like, right. What, what's oh, the deal here? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, do are they driven? No, I they're don't, never driven. No. Um, and like to me, that that's the part that it's like, I don't, I don't like this. No. I don't want that if I can't use it. I agree with that. So, yeah. Anyway, anything else, man? No, I think that's about it. So I appreciate everyone listening in on this episode two fifty two, man. We've passed the 250 mark. Yeah. That's kind of cool. We're so, there with the big dogs. Yes, we are. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't already liked 250 episodes, like like our stuff. Subscribe. Go find us on, on uh, YouTube, Instagram, all those places. We're all over the place. Thanks for joining. We're here each and every Tuesday on the audio podcast. And until next time, we'll see you later. See you.